Today's show is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn is the marketplace that connects great sponsors to podcast, and they simplify every part of the process, from finding sponsors to negotiating rates and getting paid quickly. We've used Podcorn many times on the Cloudcast. They're sponsors of the companies that you know and love, and their marketplace lets us continue to offer this show for free each week. Podcorn creates a win-win for both podcasters and sponsors. So if you're looking to start a podcast or already host a show, give Podcorn a try to help you find the right sponsors for your show and your audience. To explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast, go to podcorn.com slash podcasters. That's podcorn.com slash podcasters. And thanks to Podcorn for sponsoring our show. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hope everybody is doing well. Last show of January of 2022. We're Almost into the second month of the year. The year's moving along quickly. Hope everybody's doing well. Another Sunday Perspective show. Um, first off, uh, I want to hit on what we talked about last week, uh, Cloudcast Demos, uh, the concept or the idea of Cloudcast Demos. Appreciate everybody who has so far sent us some feedback, uh, whether you sent us an email or a DM or something in the Twitter feed or uh, you know however you reached out to us. A lot of good feedback from that. Uh, got a lot of positive feedback. Some folks um, who really like the idea. Um, actually had a few folks who've actually volunteered already, so that's been great. Um, and we're kind of, uh, I think it's something we're, we're definitely going to do. I uh, appreciated the feedback. We, we thought it was a good idea. We liked the confirmation that we got from you. And we're now kind of just working through some of the, the nuances Um we want to try and have somewhat of a common format so that we can tell people, um, you know, kind of what we would expect. Uh, maybe they can practice uh, when people reach out to us. Um, we're going to try and get a sign-up list uh, put out there, uh, something maybe we can make public or at least readable so people can see, uh, you know, what else is out there. But, you know, if you're interested, again, we would definitely encourage you, um, shoot us an email, show at thecloudcast.net if you're interested, and uh, we're definitely going to get the program running here probably within, I don't know, give us a month, six weeks or something. I think we want to work out some nuances, and the other thing we want to do is um, we want to kind of get a few, as, as we say, in the can uh, before we sort of launch the the site and what's out there. So we don't necessarily want folks to just go and be like, oh, there's one. Yeah, that's kind of boring, right? We'll make it a little more like uh, like getting a series on Netflix or something. So anyways, thank you all for the feedback. Uh, what I really want to talk about today is this concept uh, that you know a lot of people have been hearing about. Uh, sometimes it's called the great resignation. Um, you know, Right now in tech, we're seeing uh, a lot of people who are changing jobs. Uh, we haven't necessarily seen a lot of people who have, you know, quit tech, uh, unlike some other industries, which is un- unfortunate. But um, you know, what we have seen in tech is a lot of people changing jobs. Uh, I think I mentioned in the the year end wrap up that uh, LinkedIn sends a big old uh, summary thing to me, or probably to everybody. Um, and you know, at least in my LinkedIn group, if you will, whatever whatever that's called, whatever they call it these days, uh, it was about twenty five percent of the people had changed jobs in the last year, which is is huge. I mean, if you think about the organization you're in or the team that you're in or the group that you're in, you know, to have one in four people in that group or 25% of those people, you know, leave or change jobs um, has a big impact because not only are they leaving, um, you've got to go hire people, you've got to go, you know, vet candidates, but you got to bring people into your organization and you got to train them and all those other things that go on. And so, you know, tech has been going through uh, as much of, you know, kind of the the big resignation or the great resignation or the, the great renegotiation, whatever it's being called. You know, essentially, we're just seeing a lot of people moving from company to company, from job to job. Um, and so I thought what I would do 
is uh, spend a little bit of time today talking about some tips and tricks as somebody who uh, has been through a lot of jobs. I've uh, been fortunate to have been in the last job for almost six years now, but uh, between an Aaron and I, I think over the last 10, 11 years or so, we've been doing the show now, 10 or 11 years, however long it's been. Uh, we've been through some. We've, we've been through some jobs. Uh, we've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones. Um, we've had some successful ones. Um, I wanted to kind of share a few tips for anybody who maybe hasn't been through the process in a few years and just uh, kind of a few things that I found that are very, very helpful, especially kind of in the near term, in the immediate term. You're joining a new team. You're doing some new stuff. Um, what can you do to be successful? What can you do to stand out and um, kind of gauge you know, that you've made the right decision and, and hopefully you've reinforced to the company that you're going to work for or the company that you're going to spin off and start that they've made a, a good choice with you. So we're going to get to that right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by Mergeify. Mergeify is a tool for GitHub that prioritizes queues and automatically merges, comments, rebases, updates, labels, backports, closes, and assigns your pull requests. Mergeify features allow you to automate what you would normally do manually. You can secure your code using a merge queue, automatically merge it, and many more features. By saving time, you and your team can focus on projects that matter. Mergeify is coordinated with any CI and fully integrated into GitHub. Check out their startup program that could give your company a 12-month credit to leverage Mergeify up to a $21,000 value. Start saving time. Visit Mergeify.com to sign up for a demo and get started today. That's Mergeify.com. Today's sponsor is Datadog, a real-time monitoring platform that unifies metrics, logs, and distributed traces from your cloud containers and orchestration software. Datadog's container-centric monitoring features allow you to track the health and performance of your dynamic container environment. The container map provides a bird's-eye view of your container fleet, and the live container view searches, groups, and filters your containers with any criteria, like tags, pods, or workspaces. To start monitoring your container clusters, sign up for a free trial today, and Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Visit datadog.com slash container dash cloudcast to get started. That's datadog.com slash container dash cloudcat. And we're back. And folks, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I want to dive a little bit into some some tips and suggestions, some suggestions of things that uh, we recommend to folks or that I, I'd recommend to folks, you know, who say, hey, look, I'm taking a new job or, uh, you know, I'm kind of moving to this new role. Anything that you, you know, you, you kind of recommend, you're somebody who's who's bounced around quite a bit. You've, you've worked in a lot of different groups. You've worked with a lot of different managers. You know, any tips and tricks to, you know, kind of be successful, get off on the right foot and, and those type of things. And, you know, I'm going to throw out a few. Um, and again, I'm going to really kind of focus on kind of the, the you know, some of the first things that you do at an organization. Because a lot of times, um, you know, you got to keep a couple things in mind, right? Number one, um, you know, you're, you're dealing with new people. And so, you know, the old saying, you know, first impressions matter. It's really hard to, um, you know, make a second impression. First impressions are really important. Um, that is very important, right? The other thing to kind of keep in mind is, you know, oftentimes, um, people don't stay in jobs that long. Um, so it's not unusual for folks to stay for a couple of years and, and to have new people on the teams and, and kind of people come and go. So, you know, you're not always walking into situations in which you have, you know, very, very long tenured people or, um, you know, people who have been kind of entrenched in a job for a very, very long time. So so you do see people that are, you know, trying to change. Um, they're getting new goals and requirements every year. Um, you know, our industry as a whole tends to sort of be under competitive pressure. And whether you're, you know, a software company or you work for a, you know, a, a, a company who's an industry that, that likes to uh, portray themselves as, hey, we're trying to become a software company. It could be in automotive or healthcare or pharmaceuticals or whatever the heck it is. Um, 
you know, but so there's always going to be a lot of change going on. And, you know, so you're trying to figure out, like, how do I make a difference? How do I make an impact? Um, and you're trying to do that fairly quickly. Now, the thing to keep in mind, a couple of things to keep in mind, right? Number one is, on one hand, you know, as a manager, for most managers, and I think most people who've been managers, people managers, um, or, you know, second level, third level managers, whatever, you know, kind of realize that anytime you bring in somebody new to an organization, you know, as much as you might rely on, hey, we've got this training program and we've got this sort of like introductory week or whatever new thing, you know, whatever things you do for new hires and try and make their onboarding experience as good as possible. The reality is, you know, it's hard for people to come on board. And, you know, to a certain extent, um, you know, especially especially in the technology space, um, they're probably learning a lot of new things, new technology, new processes. Yes, they bring some skills that are coming with them. But, you know, I think for most managers, if you you know if you really ask them, maybe maybe not, uh, you know, on the record, but off the record, they would tell you, look, uh, we don't expect a lot from people in the first three months. Sometimes it's six months. Now, I mean, you expect people to you know to do what they're asked to do, but you know, you realize that it's going to take a while before they really kind of shine and at least shine in the sense of like, you know, they're they're fully capable of what they're doing, and you can totally rely on them, and you don't have to give them direction. And you're not checking their work or, you know, any other type of thing, you know, but it, it takes a while. It takes a while for them to get to used to each other, get used to the processes, get used to, you know, the tools you're using, all those sort of things. So, you know, keep in mind that, um, you know, people don't necessarily expect you, even if you're a rock star at your last job, to always be a rock star at your next job just immediately, right? So there, there's usually some sort of sort of grace period, buffer period, if you will, that, that people are going to give you uh, sort of benefit of the doubt, now, the flip side of that is everybody to a certain extent, whether they're on your team or they're your manager or people that you work with, they are watching. They're kind of, you know, they went through the process. They were probably part of the interview process to a certain extent or somebody was. Um, and at some point they decided, yeah, you seem like a good fit. You're you're good at what, at what you do. You seem like you'd be a good fit for our culture, whatever it might be. But then when somebody comes on board, you know, they're they're also – you know, during those first few interactions with you, those first few deliverables, they're kind of going, you know, you know, were they legit, right? Did they did they match up to what was on their resume? Did they match up to what they interviewed to? And, and so they they are sort of judging. I mean, they're you know, there's folks who are giving you you know some flexibility, some managers giving you some flexibilities, but everybody is sort of watching you, and so you are trying to put your best foot forward. Um, you are trying to figure out, you know, who do I need to align to? Who do I need to ally with? Who do I need to make friends with? You know all those sort of things. Um, you know, so you, you want to be, you know, positive, right? Even in the situations where you don't know what you're doing, you want to be positive. You want to try and be helpful. You want to try not to bog people down with problems. You want to ask good questions. Um, all those sort of things, right? So nothing really, really new in there, right? But you know, for some of you, again, if you haven't moved jobs in, in a while, uh, sort of a good refresher course. Now, one of the things that I find that's really important to do, um, and and don't be afraid to do it. And don't be afraid to ask the question. At some point in your new job, you're going to sit down with your manager and, um, you know, they're going to give you a bunch of things to do. They're going to go, you know, please do this and this, that, and the other, or be involved with this group, or please start attending this meeting or start working on this project, whatever it might be. One of the things I find that's really important to do or really valuable to do, uh, probably more valuable than, than important, um, is to just ask your boss point blank, hey, what's important to you, right? What do you get measured on? Right? What are the things... Right, because a lot of the times your your early interactions are, you know, them saying, "Please do this, please do that, please do this," and but what I find is, if you really have an understanding of what's important to them, what do they get measured on? What do they um, tend to do when they, 
speak to their boss, right? How do they communicate what your team does? If you have a good understanding of that, that's going to also give you some pretty good insight into, you know, how does your boss go through the prioritization process when they have to prioritize things, when they have limited resources and, and a long list of things to do? How do they tackle certain things? Um, what are they measured on, right? Like what's what's going to get them promoted? What's going to get them a raise, right? And, and a lot of times people will go, well, that's not my problem. Well, to a certain extent, it is your problem because whether your boss is directly involved with it or not, they're always going to sort of bias towards the things that, that they're getting measured on. They want to look good. Everybody wants to look good. Um, you know, they might be biasing towards the things that help drive their bonus. And, and hopefully the system that you work in, um, you know, or drives their salary or drives their opportunities, you know, is aligned throughout the organization. But again, it's interesting. But but the way to think about it is, you know, find the things that right now are the most important to your boss and figure out, is there some way that I can get involved with that and make them look good, right? And, you know, I'm not trying to give off some sort of message of, you know, be subservient to your boss or whatever. But, um, you know, one of the things that people don't always realize is, and they, they sort of tend to think, well, you know, if I'm just really great at my job. Everybody will recognize it and, you know, I'll get promoted or I'll have new opportunities. Well, one of the biggest things that has to happen when these promotion uh, things come along is there's probably a lot of people like you that are, you know, wanting to get promoted, doing really good work, think they deserve something bigger, better, or whatever it might be. And what you need to happen is you need your boss talking about you, talking about what you do, right? And one of the easiest ways to do that is to do the things that helps your boss look good, right? And you would think to a certain extent, well, you know, if I do my job well, our team does well, that'll make my boss look good. And that may be the case, right? That might be the case in 80% of the times. But there may be small things that, you know, your boss just sort of talks about as, hey, this is a problem. It just, it's just, you know, I've, I've brought it up to multiple teams. It's just not kind of getting done. Um, and so, you know, having that kind of awareness of what's important to your boss, what can you do to help make them look good? What that does is, a, it brings attention that, you know, you listened. Uh, and number two, it gives them a reason to tell somebody else what happened. And, you know, not every boss is going to, you know, give you credit for stuff. But, you know, the more they're talking about it, the more that people are going to go, hey, how did that happen? And they're going to go, oh, well, you know, Molly, Sam, Susan, you know, help me, you know, make this thing happen. They're really good, right? Or they're going to go, someone's going to come to them and say, hey, we have this problem. And they're going to go, oh, you should talk to Molly, Sam, Susan, whoever, um, you know, they 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 know what they're doing in this space, right? So that's to me that's that's tip number one, right? Like figure out what that is kind of immediately. The second thing is, um, and this is probably more important. The other sort of sounds a little bit like politics and so forth, which again you got to know how to play the games. But one of the things that I found in my career, and I found with a number of people, uh, and these are people that in some cases are individual contributors, and some people who you know are C level executives who come into the company. And, and sometimes even at the highest level jobs, you think, well, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to, you know, the thing they're going to do is, you know, lay out a brand new strategy for the whole company, a new vision for everything, or they're going to, you know, they're going to totally go and, and revamp how we do sales and, and revamp our numbers. So we blow out our numbers for the quarter, or they're going to revamp, you know, product design, whatever. In a lot of cases, one of the things they'll do uh, is while they're going through that three, six month learning curve, trying to understand what's important to everybody is they find one thing that they can do immediately, something they bring skill set to from a previous job or just, you know, passion area, and they go find something and they go either improve it or they fix it, right? So you're, you're kind of looking around the organization, you're looking for things that people are complaining about, or you're looking at things that, you know, you know, from a previous job and you go, that's just not good enough, right? It's not up to what I think is great, or what I think is the level that we need to be at, or, you know, it's just, 
you know, it's problematic. And if you can find that area, and again, this might be something you have to do above and beyond your current job, but sort of go find that area, work on it, try and fix it, um, and just bring it to somebody's attention and just say, hey, look, uh, worked on these things, thought this would be useful, and went and did it. Because one of the biggest things, um, and hopefully it's something that's that's visible to, to people, right? It's not just like, oh, I fixed uh, the 87 typos that we had on our uh, internal wiki and, uh, you know, now we don't have more typos, right? Something that's going to be impactful to the company, something that's going to be impactful to the business. One of the things that you find with that is it it signals to people that you're you're wanting to be invested in the organization, you're wanting to be invested in something bigger than what you're doing, Um you know, and, and sometimes it's it's really easy to do. Sometimes they're very small things, um, but again, they give people the opportunity to go, "Oh wow, you know, they fixed it. They took the initiative. They did what they needed to do. They fixed it." And you know, I can't give sort of every example of it, but um, you know, I'll give one example. And again, um, you know, this may not relate to you if you're in a technical job and this sounds like a marketing thing, but <clears throat> you know, I had a, a friend who you know came into an organization. Um, they were, you know, about three or four months away from their big uh, annual show, you know, their big, uh, you know, meeting with uh, with the industry and so forth. And they started looking at, you know, a lot of the things that were getting created, the content that was getting created, and it just it looked sloppy. It it wasn't cohesive. It wasn't consistent. And so they sort of took the initiative to basically go, um, you know, create, uh, you know, for about ten or twelve people, um, you know, a common look and feel. And it was everything from like colors and fonts and, you know, sizing of things, but also trying to harmonize a little bit of, you know, what's the story that, that A is telling? What's the story that B is telling? Are there some things that I can do, you know, without getting into all the politics and, and wading in and telling people they are doing things wrong, just kind of trying to make it nicer, trying to make it better, trying to improve in areas. And again, you know, this could be, you know, you working with, you know, a group that is writing some code and you just have some background in this. But again, what you're trying to do is, it's just kind of go, I'm just going to walk in. I'm going to, I'm going to try and walk in. I'm going to try and fix it. I'm not going to tell everybody they did it wrong. And I'm just going to give it back and say, here, it's better. Right. Um, and, and a lot of times that initial thing that you do, that, you know, effort that you make, um, will get you through the next three, six months, right. It'll get you invited to a few meetings. It'll get you on somebody's radar. And, and, and that's kind of stuff is, is really, really important, right? Cause those first, again, those first three to six months or whatever are hard. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody has expectations of what you're going to do. You want to fit in, you want to make a contribution, um, pick something and, and, you know, again, do your day job. Uh, you know, don't, don't slack off on your day job, but you know, sometimes if you can find an area that's broken and the last thing I'll recommend, and this is something I've, I've found quite a bit, um, you know, my career has been helpful, um, is you're oftentimes going to walk into jobs and, Maybe you're underqualified. Maybe you are new to something. Um, maybe you're overwhelmed. Whatever it is, and and your you know your inclination is to go. I'm just going to ask a lot of questions like that. You know, that's a good thing to just ask a lot of questions. And you find, unfortunately, that um, as nice as some organizations are, and as helpful as some organizations are, you're taking time away from other people. And sometimes, you know, those great questions, especially if there's follow ups and kind of you know long winded emails and hey, can we jump on a phone call? you know, starts to become a little bit tedious, right? And and some organizations are great about it. Sometimes you can jump into a Slack, whatever it might be. But one of the things I found is go read as much as you possibly can. Go find the place that your company, your organization, you know, keeps the information of the company, right? It might just be as simple as like, read the manuals of the book, read, read the manuals of the product, right? Read the docs and just 
kind of immerse yourself in like, what does this stuff do? What does it mean? How do we do these things? What, you know, what's going on? And, and if you do that and you sort of have a goal of saying, well, not only do I want to kind of, in, you know, make myself smarter, I want to be more knowledgeable, which is great. But think about it in the context of like, how do I do my job? But how do I, you know, maybe be knowledgeable about one other area in the company, right? Like, I'm not going to just kind of read in the silo of my organization, but I'm going to kind of learn what, what one other group does. And then try and be useful in your job and that one other job, right? Um, you know, maybe it's you're a technical person and you reach out to a business-centric person or you're a business-centric person, you reach out to a technical person. You just go like, hey, are there any ways the two of us could do something useful together, right? Like, can I help you? Can you help me? Um, can I ask you a few questions? But, you know, be, uh, you know, be knowledgeable, read, read as much as you can, read more than you think you need to keep kind of going down the rabbit hole, um, you know, and, and, and know more than just your area, right? Learn about some other group's area so that you're aware of the impact you have to them, what value they provide, what struggles they're having, all those sort of things. So anyways, I'm going to kind of wrap it up. Um, again, a lot of what I talked about is kind of focused on, you know, that first three to six month time frame. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I probably could go into lots of details and happy to share anything with, with people if, if they kind of want more details on it, or if they have questions about things again, send us a, you know, a tweet or DM or show at the cloudcast.net and happy to help. But, um, you know, a lot of times that first three months, that first six months, um, of, you know, trying to figure out like, how do I fit in? How do I align to what's important? How do I align to important people, people that, um, you know, you need to, to advocate for you, but also, you know, how do you give back? How do you give back in a way that's, you know, um, impactful without having to be like, Hey, look what I did or without telling people they did something wrong. If you can do a few of those things in those first three to six months, uh, you set yourself, uh, you know, a really good foundation above and beyond just being qualified for your job or learning your way into a job to kind of get on people's radars, to, you know, to, to make a bigger impact than just a single individual or a single project or a single effort or something. So uh, with that, hopefully some of that was useful. Um, again, tried to focus it on kind of immediately because again, people are staying in jobs for shorter periods of time. Um, you know, I don't have exact stats on that, but you know, what I've seen over and over is people are changing jobs. We've obviously seen, we've obviously seen a massive, massive amount here, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, unfortunately, due to COVID and other, you know, other things that are that are part of the great resignation or great renegotiation. And um, hopefully these things have been helpful to you. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, been a great uh, January. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe. And uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for helping us grow the community. Thanks for giving us five-star feedback in all the places that you get your podcast. And with that, I'll wrap it up. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.